Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Have your Bible open with me to Exodus. I'm going to preach something I've never preached in my life tonight, but I've been carrying it around in my Bible, so I don't know how it's going to work out. Uh, But I'm excited about it. So go with me to Exodus chapter 28. Never shared this message before. I I shared a message on from this many years ago, but not in this vein that I'm going. And I preached it at Christmas time, of all times. Um, And it's the story, what I'm about to read to you is the story of the high priest and how that he had bells at the bottom of his robe. And I called the sermon Jingle Bells. And, uh, and it, it really went well. I mean, it's really, really a cool message. And, and it's about the high priest. You know how the high priest... You know, are you going to get with me a little bit tonight? Do you understand what I'm talking about? The high priest had bells. The first bell bottoms were in the Bible. And, and he had bells on the bottom of his robe. And if they stopped ringing, that meant he had dropped dead. The sacrifice had not been accepted under the old covenant. It was perfection or death. And if the bells ever stopped ringing, that meant that they, they had a rope tied to his ankle and they would pull the high priest out by the rope because he was dead. In other words, if you're going to get in the presence of God, there had to be a joyful noise. There had to be a jingle bell. I'm not preaching that tonight, but I want you to see in Exodus 28 the same, the same, uh, the same scriptures are talked about in Exodus chapter 28. Um, let's go, let's go with, uh, the, let's start with verse 31 of Exodus 28. You shall make the robe of an ephod of the blue, shall be an opening for his head in the middle of it. Talking about how it goes on. Go down to verse 34, a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate upon the hem of the robe all around. It shall be upon Aaron when he ministers, and the sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord, when he comes out, that he may not die. You shall also make a plate of pure gold and engrave it like the engraving of a signet. Notice that verse 34, a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate. What he's doing is he's saying at the bottom of the, of the high priest's robe, there was to be a, a little bale, and then there was a piece of pomegranate, and then a bale, and then a piece of pomegranate, and it went all the way around so that when he walked, as I said, there would be the sound of that bale. I want to talk to you for just a few moments about this sound. It's the sound that we as New Testament priests are commanded to have in our lives. Um, I thought about, I, I didn't have time, but I thought about getting them to, I, I don't know if the drummer has any chimes, but sometimes drummers have chimes. I kept looking back there, I didn't see any. But do you know what wind chimes are? Certainly you do. You know what wind, I, I may even know what a wind chime is. Wind chimes are, they're, they're interesting things. They're pipes or uh, bells, basically, tubes, bells that are hung outside for the most part on strings or wires so that when the wind blows, they make a sound. Um, wind chimes are, this is just little things, I looked it up, percussion instruments 
tubes or bales that are hung to blow in the wind. They're visual and audio ointment that the wind blows chimes. When the wind blows, the chimes make noise. There are three reasons why people have chimes. I'm preaching on chimes for just a few moments. Decorations. The second is weather indicators. When the wind picks up, the chimes start making a noise. And you know the wind's blowing. They, they indicate something's coming. And then they serve as security. I, this, I thought this was interesting. I just looked this up on the internet. Security. Many people who maybe can't afford a big security system, you know what they do? They put chimes on their doors. They hang them up at night, put them on their doors, and if somebody opens the door, the chimes go off and they know somebody's trying to get in. You can take uh, wind chimes out, and many people put them in trees to scare off the birds. That uh, scares birds away from the trees. And birds in the Bible are talked about as foul, or in Scripture, they're likened to evil spirits. Matthew 13, 3, the sower sowed the seed, the seed fell by the wayside, and then the Scripture said that the fowls came and devoured the seed. And then Jesus gave the interpretation when He said that the Word is preached, but it falls on certain ground, and the enemy, Jesus said, the devil comes, or, or evil spirits, and steals the seed from people's hearts. There's a Word that can find you, even if you go by the wayside. I appreciate the fact that the seed wasn't just sown on good ground, but we think that's a negative story of rocky, stony, bad ground. I love the fact that Jesus doesn't look for perfection before He sows His seed, but He sends seed to the wayside. He sends a word to find you. When you can't find your way out, He'll send a word to you. And that word has the power to raise you up and get you out of the wayside, the mess up, the mistake that you made. And... If, 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 if the word doesn't take root, the Bible said that those birds come and, and they, they devour the seed of God's word before you can get out of that wayside situation. The birds are, are always trying to steal the promises of God, the seed of God's word that's sown on our heart, which is the ground. And even if you've gotten off the next straight and narrow path and you're in the wayside of addiction or a wayside of depression or a wayside of mess up and terrible decisions. God doesn't just throw seed out there for the good people who've got their act together on the straight and narrow, but he throws seed over by the wayside, but the enemy will immediately come the fowls of the earth, the birds and try to steal the promises of God from your life. But if you've got wind chimes, Wind chimes can cause the birds to be afraid to steal the word or the seed out of your little garden. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that there are two reasons, two ways that wind or two things that wind represents in the Bible. Number one, wind represents the Holy Spirit or the moving of the Spirit. 
That's why the Bible said in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind into the upper room. The Bible said in the book of John that Jesus breathed on his disciples. The wind, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So time and time again in the vision of Ezekiel, he prophesied to the wind, to the dry bones. And he said to the wind, breathe on these dry bones because the wind represents the moving of the spirit. But the second thing that the wind represents in the Bible is contrary storms. The Bible talks about in Matthew 14, a ship being tossed and the wind was contrary. The Bible said in John 3 and 8 that the wind blows where it listeth. And he said, this is like the spirit of God. Now here's the point I want to make tonight. The, the wind tells you something. The wind tells you when the wind is coming, it means a storm is coming. Now, what is interesting to me about these wind chimes that, that I'm, that I'm talking about, and I'm going to make sense out of this in a minute, that God wants us to understand that there are two times if we're, if we're, if we've got the bells on our priestly garment, if we are children of God called to be priest unto God, what I want you to see is there's two times when our bells are supposed to go off the bells of praise. Number one, when the wind is moving, there ought to be a sound in the wind chimes. And if you've got the bells of praise on you and the spirit of God starts moving, you're not to stay quiet. You're not to just sit there and meditate on the Lord in your heart. But when the wind starts moving, when the spirit starts moving, the wind chimes don't look at the wind and say, I don't feel like being moved today. But when the wind moves, the wind chimes automatically begin to make a joyful noise. But notice that there's another time when the wind is supposed to make a joyful noise and or the chimes are supposed to make a joyful noise. Not just when the spirit's moving and blessing, but when the storm is raging, that's when a wind chime really starts making some noise. I appreciate that you can praise God in the bad, in the good times when the wind's blowing and prosperity's coming. But I wonder if you've learned how to praise God in the bad times when the storms are raging and the winds are contrary. Wind chimes can't say to the wind, blow around me, I'm not going to move tonight. That wasn't for me. This isn't for me. Praise isn't for me. Worship isn't for me. Glorifying God isn't for me. The wind can't say, the, the chime can't say that to the wind. If the wind is blowing and the wind is moving, the chime has to give forth a sound. And I'm saying to you that whether we're in a moving of the Spirit or whether you're in a storm tonight, you're not supposed to be silent. That storm is not supposed to quieten you down and get you all depressed and get you all discouraged. But the stronger the wind blows, the more the praise of God ought to come out of your mouth saying, you know what? It doesn't look like it, but when the wind blows, I'm a wind chime. I'm preaching better than y'all letting on. I've got bells on my garment. Wind chimes. Hey, you got some? You're the man. Come on now. Give him a big hand. That's what I call. That's what I call some help. Thank you. You're, 
Thank you. I thought I was hearing things. I thought I was getting in the spirit. I, I knew I was hearing chimes and I kept about to get called up into heaven and leave all the heathens in California behind. I really thought I'm the only one hearing this, Lord. I'm really spiritual. So when the wind blows, the wind chime doesn't say to the wind, I'm not in the mood to praise the Lord. But when the wind blows and God starts blessing you, you're not given the option to be quiet. If you've got the bells on the bottom of your priestly robe, there ought to be a praise this Thanksgiving. There ought to be something in you as we come into the week of Thanksgiving that says, God has been so good to me. God has been so good to me. I cannot be quiet. I may not have everything I wish I had, but I know one thing. I'm blessed exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. I need a drumstick. Hallelujah. But I'm going to praise him if the storm is raging. I'm going to praise him if the winds are contrary. I've learned to praise him when I feel good and when I don't feel good. When things are up or when things are down, when things are gloomy, or when sunshine is beautiful. I've learned that the secret to this thing called Christianity is when the wind is blowing and it's good, I'll praise Him. But when I'm getting the contrary winds, that's no time for me to not praise the Lord. But if anything, I'll praise Him even more because I know He is faithful. Everybody take a praise break and thank the Lord right now. Come on, all you wind chimes. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're good. Now, I'm just practicing sermons on you right now. I'll figure this thing out by the time I go back to Georgia. Job was attacked by the enemy. And the first thing the enemy attacked was not his health, was not his wealth. The Bible said there came a whirlwind. Wow. And it killed all of his animals. Why did Satan go for his animals? Because in Bible days, the only way they could get into God's presence is to sacrifice an animal. He put an animal on the altar every day for all ten of his children and worshiped God. And Satan said, you let me attack him and I'll take his praise. I'll send such a contrary wind that you won't hear the wind chimes go off in him anymore. I'm going to take the sacrifice out of his life. But Job, after he was completely leveled by the enemy, after he lost his house, he lost his wealth, he lost his health, he lost his children, he lost his, his friends, he lost the support of his wife. But watch him. The contrary whirlwind tornado is hitting his life. And he made this statement. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Bless it. I'm going through a whirlwind, but bless it be the name of the Lord. Come on. I want somebody 
who the devil didn't think you would praise him the night after the kind of week you've had. I dare you to rattle your jingle bells and say, Lord, I still praise you Thanksgiving week because you're a great God. I don't care what kind of year you've had. You've been called to be a wind chime. And if the wind is good, I'll praise him. But if the wind is contrary, I'll praise him even more. What can the devil do with somebody who knows how to praise the Lord? I'll tell you what happened. God gave him back double. Restored his wealth. Restored his health. He lived 140 years after the attack. Had the most beautiful daughters, the Bible said said he had seven beautiful daughters, the most beautiful daughters in the land, the scripture said. I'm telling you that when you become a wind chime and you praise him and have thanksgiving in your heart because he's been good to you, and when the winds of blessing are flowing, Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah. You hear that? It's kind of like, you know, just a spa. Hallelujah. Everything's going good. Hallelujah. And anybody can do that. I got a Lexus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord, for that new house. Thank you, Lord, for that pretty wife. Thank you, Lord. That's great. But I want to know what you're going to do when the contrary winds blow. And it's coming from the different direction. That's when you find out what you've really got. And thanksgiving is about saying, Lord, I'm thankful. I've got so much to be thankful for that I don't have time to sit around and feel sorry for myself and gripe and complain. God has been good to me. I'm almost done. There was a man who was blind in Luke chapter 18. His name was blind Bartimaeus and he was sitting by the wayside. The Bible said that Jesus was passing by. The wind was passing by. And the scripture said that he started making noise. He started, when he, when he felt the wind, he started responding to the wind. And the disciples said, shh, shh, be quiet. Don't bother the master. Don't respond to the wind. That's just emotionalism anyhow. It doesn't take all of that. You've been in church all these years. You don't need to be a praiser. You don't need to be a worshiper. You just need to keep getting more and more blessing. And you praise him less now with all your blessings than you did when you didn't have nothing. But that man, that blind man, I like the fact that when he, when they told him to be quiet, You're making too much noise. He said, I can't see him. That's how the wind is. I can't see the wind, but I I, I feel a little wind coming by. I I can't see him. I'm blind, but I I feel something. I may be blind and I don't have my vision, but but I feel like something's happening. And and I just got to praise him. And he cried the louder. And when he cried the louder, the Bible said that Jesus stopped. I'm going to tell you something about praise. When you praise the Lord, 
It stops Jesus. To get rid of the birds that are trying to steal your promise, you have to annoy them with sound. The more the birds or the fowl or the evil spirits come against your dream and your vision and say, the dream isn't going to happen. You're never going to see that family saved. You're never going to get free from drugs. You're never going to see your life turned around. You're never going to have, meet anybody. And you never, you know what you have to do to those birds that are trying to steal the seed? You have to scare them with sound. That's all that wind chimes do is they scare the birds. And when you start praising the Lord, those evil spirits start backing off saying, I don't like that sound. I'll go somewhere where they're quiet. The wind the wind is, is, is an indicator that God is doing something in our life. And when, when He's doing something in our life, it's not a time to be quiet. It's a time like blind Bartimaeus to cry out even louder. Now the high priest had bells and pomegranates. The sound will go in with him when he goes in to minister. His sound should be heard, Exodus 28 said. When we approach God, folks, there is a sound that's heard. If you're tired of the birds, if you're tired of the bird's nest, I wrote it like this. If you're tired of the bird's droppings and you're going through the storm and the birds are stealing your promise, the wind chime of praise and worship will say, birds, you're not getting my word. When you start praising God, no matter what kind of wind is blowing in your life, if it's good, praise Him even more. But if it's a contrary wind, don't you shut your mouth up. Don't you shut your praise down. But open up your heart and glorify Jesus. All right, it's Thanksgiving. That's about all I got on that. But that's more than you can digest because some of you had not put it to practice yet. Turn to somebody and say, are you a wind chime? If, you're, if you've got some bells, come on, tell them. If you've got some bells, don't tell the wind, not tonight, I don't feel like being moved. I wonder if there's anybody on a Sunday night who would say, God has been so good to me that I'm not going to let a praise team praise Him for me. I'm not going to let a preacher praise Him for me. But this is 2016. And when I look back over all the months of this year, I've got to say, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. All right, wind chimes, let loose of the praise tonight. Get up on your feet and praise Him. Come on, you know he's good, and maybe you're going through contrary winds. You ought to give him your praise right now. Everybody, get up on your feet. Give him a shout of praise tonight. Let those bells be heard. Do you want to go into his presence? You can't do it silent. There must be a sound.
there must be a sound. There's always a sound attached to his presence. Enter into his courts with praise. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. And into his gates with thanksgiving. Jingle all the way. I haven't come this far to lose my jingle. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know this is simple. But I'm going to tell you what. Somebody needs to hear it tonight. That the greatest way you can defeat Satan and you can drive the birds crazy is to lift up a sound of praise, especially when your promise is under attack. I want you to get your hands high and I want you to glorify Jesus. I want you to take the next 30 seconds and fill this room with wind chimes all over this place. Here comes the breath of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.